This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Rolene Marks, a very good morning to you. How are you? A very good morning to you too. And I just want to uh, not think because that will just traumatize so many people this mm-hmm. early in the morning. But wish very, 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 very happy birthdays to you and the real Prince Harry, the one behind the the controls in the background. Absolutely. It was Harry's birthday yesterday, my birthday tomorrow. So it is uh, very much birthday season here on The Morning Mayhem. So thank you, Rolene Marks, greatly. Greatly appreciated. Uh, let's talk about what is going on in Israel. Yariv Levine and Ben Gvir are very, very polarizing. Uh, it, it, just what is their plan? Well, no, before we even talk about their plan, what, what, what's happened that we're even having this conversation? Well, let's go back, uh, let's rewind a bit to last week. We had that voting in of the reasonableness law. Uh, you and I spoke about it last week, all the protests, all the fallout from it. We've just had uh, more this morning with Citibank also uh, giving very dismal projections on Israel's economy for the next year. But after we came off air, and, and, and you know, it really irks me, Howard, that they wait for us to, to come off air before they do everything that's yeah, newsworthy. It's, it's actually inconsiderate. It's so inconsiderate. We had members, senior members of the Likud party being quite vocal in very, very rapid succession after each other, saying that they will not allow for uh, Yariv Levine's unilateral legislation, they called it, to go through. So these are people like... Um, Avi Dichter, the former head of the Shabak, Yuli Edelstein, the former speaker of the Knesset, uh, Eli Dalal, uh, Yoav Galant, who is our defense minister, uh, and, and others, uh, David Bitan, who've said that, you know, the, uh, he, that Yariv Levine does not have the clear majority that he thinks he has to pass these overhauls in, in rapid succession that he wants to do. And, you know, we saw when Israelis were watching the various channels covering the Knesset vote live, uh, uh, and it was just quite a moment in Israel's history where we had people like Ron Derma and uh, your Afghanland begging, pleading, you know, please compromise, please compromise, running up and down, letters passing to and fro. The prime minister in the middle just looking completely uh, irrelevant and Yarev Levine not budging. And then, of course, there was that selfie that he took as the legislation was That's passed. Passed, that, yeah. that was so unbelievably... Uh, full of hubris and so yeah, gloating. It, 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 it was it was awful. Very, very, very um, tone deaf. That I have to say. 
uh, completely, completely. Yeah. And uh, it, it really, really upset many people uh, in the country saying, you know, this is Erev Tisha B'Av. And uh, while something that can be considered by many majority, by, by many Israelis, the last polls had it at 62% of Israelis who don't want these reforms, at least not in their current iteration, and you're gloating and you're celebrating, followed in quick uh, uh, succession by Ben Gavir, who tweeted out, this is the salad bar before the main course, which was also just uh, 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 appalling. But then... Two days ago, we had on the front page of the Jerusalem Post uh, a, a publication that some say, you know, is center, maybe more to the right. And you have a senior member of the Likud on condition of anonymity saying that Yariv Levin wants a civil war. Uh, and he said that this is the general feeling in Likud. There are Likudniks who, who admit that they fell asleep at the wheel and seeing the repercussions coming from these proposed overhauls, they cannot um, allow for him to, to continue on his track. They believe that he wants to provoke a, a clash uh, between Israelis. Now, many of us would say, hello, uh, you, you fell asleep at the wheel. You've been seeing the trajectory for now yeah. eight months. Uh, and uh, only now you're saying, listen, wait a minute, we have a problem. But uh, we certainly are hearing that coming out more and more. And then we have Ben Gavir and his assistant uh, on, I think it was Tuesday, they were photographed uh, wearing the uniform of the border guards. Now, this caused major eruptions in Israel for several reasons. First of all, he, Ben Gavir is a civilian, and as the civilian um, head of a ministry, you cannot wear a uniform. Second of all, neither he or his assistant served in the military or in the police, which the military and police are highly, highly insulted by their wearing of this uh, uniform, complete with badges of, of honor. And they said, you know, not only did they not serve, uh, Itamar Ben-Gavir was arrested and questioned for incitement of hate against Arabs. He's got no right to, to wear our uniform. Uh, and many Israelis felt that this, uh, it looks like he's trying to turn the police into his own private militia. And it really, really got people's hackles up. It's, it's so fascinating that they either, it's either being done deliberately, it's almost uh, in a prov provocative way, something like we are seeing here from the EFF, uh, or they have created their own echo chamber to such an extent that they're not getting what's really going on out there. And I find the second, the, the, the second option less believable because how do you not see the protests, the dissatisfaction, the upset, the hurt? It, it, it's got to be quite difficult not to see it. But yet, it's, it doesn't seem, because no matter who voted for who, your, your government is still there to represent everybody, whether they voted for you or not. But there doesn't seem to be that concern. Well, it doesn't help that you've got the Prime Minister now doing this uh, whirlwind of U.S.-based networks 
uh, and downplaying the protest, saying, oh, it's a, it's a minority uh, and it's leftist. And we've certainly heard the language. Uh, and you, you and I can rattle it off like, uh, you know, verbatim, anarchist, leftist, mm. uh, you know, uh, seditionist, which I've personally been called as a journalist. A seditionist. Uh, it, 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 inciters of, of hate. And, and, and when you actually go into the protest, and there's an excellent piece in this week's Jewish report by Howard Saxe, when you actually go inside the protest, and yes, of course, there are opportunistic groups that will use these opportunities to, to push their agenda. You know, nobody's denying that. But when you go in, who is protesting? There are people who are kippas uh religious Zionists. There are people from the ages uh, of 80 you know, uh, the original founders of the state of, of Israel. There are young people, the people from all walks are, are, of life saying, you know, we need to protect our liberal democracy because we feel our rights are being eroded. Just this week we heard from um, one of the, the, the leading uh, commentators on women's rights saying that it's already happening that the rights of women in Israel are greatly eroded. Uh, and um, uh, this morning there is an op-ed in the Jerusalem Post. Uh, I'm looking for it now. Uh, it says, Israel is turning into a racist Kahana state. And this is from a former IDF deputy chief. And, and this is what he says. This is uh, the former IDF deputy chief of staff, Matan Vilna. He says, anyone can see that we are in the process of becoming a sinister, Kahanist, racist, religious, radical state from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. That's the vision of some ministers in this government. This vision, he claims, is contrary to, to Israel's declaration of independence. These processes of becoming a dictatorship and a radical state are in direct contrast to the declaration of independence, Israel's most sacred uh, value, in my opinion. It's very, very frightening because what we are seeing for the first time are people who aren't traditionally considered left um, who are, are calling this out. And and uh, it, 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 what, what confuses me, and I had the conversation with Anthony Reich earlier this week, is is uh, you know, and and in fact, not one of the conversation parts of the conversation that we've had today actually is about judicial reform. The only part we mentioned was the photo after the passing of the of, of, of the first bill. But but the reality is that it seems to be a lot more about the. Um, tone deaf nature uh, and the arrogance of the coalition more than it is about judicial reform because judicial reform as you've said a number of times is it's, it's accepted that some reform has to take place how much it is 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 the question but it actually is so much less about that when I discussed with Anthony we seem to get to a point that it was about almost religious versus non-religious aspects of Israeli society and what and what that that entailed uh, when I speak to you now it seems to me to be a lot about arrogance and actually incompetence of the coalition uh, in terms of meeting the needs of the people is it actually about judicial reform or is it about so much more? 
I think it's it's about a lot of things, and and central to this whole debate and discussion is I think what we are seeing here is a clash of values. I think Israelis are saying, what are my values? What are my values for me as a person uh, in in my immediate community and, and for my country as a whole? Uh, and does my government and the decisions that they're making reflect those values? Now, also last week, very kindly waiting for you and I to go off air mm. before he said uh, this, your Afghanant, our defense minister, who I think um, is one of the most pragmatic members of, of the Likud, and he's also looking at from a military perspective what it means for the, the region and, and the ramifications uh, on the world. We know that he is somebody who has been very vocal uh, and, and made his case a great detriment to to his position, and we saw uh, the results of that. And, and he's putting his head above the parapet again. Your Afghanistan says we need a government of national unity that excludes Bezalel Smotrich and Ben Gavir and includes Lapid and Netanyahu. Now, uh, I think that it very much is a uh, a park dream, and he he is a realist and a pragmatist, so he knows it's not going to happen. But I think what he was doing was he was firing a shot across the bow to say that um, this government is uh, is becoming an obstacle for many reasons. Uh, we're trying to normalize with the Saudis. We understand that this is going to take uh, time, and the Saudis are very, very firm on uh, their expectations vis-a-vis the Palestinians. And, and we've got members of a coalition who absolutely refuse to budge. Uh, we, uh, the New York Times on Saturday published an op-ed where they say one of the concessions demanded by the Saudis is a halt to any plans to annex uh, territory in the in the West Bank for at least four years. Immediately, we had members of Otsma Yehudit coming out saying there will be no concessions, none at all. And uh, I, I think what Israelis are saying is we understand there will have to be difficult concessions uh, moving forward in the future. Uh, but, you know, th- th- there comes a point where we have to start talking to people and, and understanding the concerns of the world around us. We saw it again with warnings of the economy. When you've got credit raters downgrading uh, our credit rating and cautioning against the uh, effects of these reforms on the economy, and you've got the finance minister and the PM saying, well, well, when the dust settles, they'll see our economy is strong. We're already seeing the ramifications. We have a problem, and Israelis are saying, are these my values? Yeah, and that's really, that is really, it seems to be, that's what it's about. We've only got two minutes, but I do want to uh, get a little bit of information on this. Africa continues to warm up to Israel. Well, this is just incredible to see. I mean, we've had president after president visiting Israel in in the last year or so. This week, we had a very sizable delegation from Zambia. The president of Zambia and the first lady uh, were here, along with the foreign minister, all meeting their counterparts. Incredible optics coming from President uh, Herzog from Beta Nasi with the the two couples meeting, a guard of honor, and, and the language that is coming from Zambia. The Zambian president says, we are interested in a 
relationship with Israel that is of benefit to Zambia. And, and again, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, African states, Durko, pay attention, are saying we don't have to pick sides. We recognize that Israel is a technology powerhouse. We are also, uh, many of us, Christians. And we don't see why we need to import or be involved in a conflict that doesn't involve us. So we are going to do what's best for us. Absolutely amazing. And that is where we leave it. It is 8 o'clock. Fascinating conversation, as always. Rolene Marks, thank you for your input, for your update, and, of course, for your passion. Wishing you a fantastic weekend. A Shabbat Shalom, and we'll catch you next week. That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you are based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebluagency.com. Dot com.